0: Welcome to the Research Reimagine podcast, brought to you by Nottingham Trent University. I'm your host, Helen Darby-Dowman, and I'll be inviting some of NTU's brightest minds to explore how their research is helping us to deepen our understanding of the world. From online addictions to transgender rights and sleep disorders, listen as we discuss some of society's most pressing challenges and uncover some of the ways our research is making a difference. You've probably heard a lot about cryptocurrencies in recent years. And since the launch of Bitcoin in 2009, there's been an increasing amount of interest in the ways these digital currencies could play a part of our day-to-day lives. Believe it or not, thousands of cryptocurrencies have been created since Bitcoin. And many believe cryptocurrencies will soon become a common way of buying and selling everything from products and services to houses and cars. But will cryptocurrency really become mainstream? Will it replace physical currencies that we're all so familiar with carrying and spending? Or will it gradually fade away and be forgotten about in years to come? Today, I'm joined by Alexander Brownice from Nottingham Business School, who's going to give us the lowdown on cryptocurrency, what it is, where it came from, and what the future holds for the likes of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies that have appeared over the past decade. Welcome, Alex. Thanks very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So can we just start with telling us about what cryptocurrency is and how does it work?
1: So I guess everyone will know Bitcoin, which is one of currently roughly 20,000 cryptocurrencies. Um, Cryptocurrencies are basically an application of a technology called blockchain. So this can be um, understood as being a database and the database stores who owns what. Um, So that's a cryptocurrency. Um, Blockchains are different though, to traditional databases. Um, it's not stored in a central place, but uh, many people that interact with each other, sending cryptocurrency units to each other, can have a copy of this database. So it's decentralized. And that's the key idea of cryptocurrencies not having a central authority that keeps track of everything that's happening, but a network of peers people like you and me, and everyone can store a copy of the database that um, keeps track of who owns what. So that's basically the idea.
0: And so how is a cryptocurrency actually created?
1: Well, actually, it's, it's simply a piece of software. So you, you get this software and run it on your computer and a couple of thousand other people do the same. And this creates a network. Um, it uses the internet. And um, if you join a network, then you simply get a piece of software that you run on a smartphone or on your computer, uh, and you will be able to to transact and send coins or receive coins from anyone else in this network. So um, at the very beginning, it's it's just an idea. Uh, Bitcoin's idea was published 15 years ago, almost exactly 15 years ago, uh, and subsequently... Some people created the software that was needed to, to run this idea or put it into re- reality.
0: And what's the actual benefit to those that are using cryptocurrency for trading?
1: So 15 years uh, ago, we, we've seen a massive financial crisis and um, banks were basically speculating with funds of the clients and customers. And... Uh, A group of people or a single person called Satoshi Nakamoto came up with the idea of replacing the traditional banking system um, with with this new idea of of Bitcoin, which was intended to be a peer-to-peer payment system. So the benefit of people using Bitcoin instead of the traditional banking system would be um, to be not uh, exposed to to, to central authorities that um, can misuse your funds. So that's the benefit, or that was the intended benefit.
0: And so, what can people buy, or what can you buy with cryptocurrency? Like, does it have a, a value? Is it the same as what we're used to seeing with the the currencies that we use? Y-
1: yes, it's it's the same with every sort of money. Whenever someone accepts being paid in uh, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, or Um, pounds or US dollars or euros, it's simply the mere fact that people accept it makes it valuable. Um, So actually, there are a couple of, not only a couple, many stores and merchants that accept um, cryptocurrencies as as a means of payment. Um, Most prominent example, probably Tesla, um, which which accepted payments in Bitcoin two years ago and then um, yeah um, retreated from from doing it but um, if if you simply search on the web for stores merchants that accept Bitcoin you will definitely find one in 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 Nottingham for instance
0: and are there use cases for crypto other than payment systems
1: the idea of of having a network of people that interact with with each other and they they use sort of a reward system so Bitcoin could be uh, the coin that rewards people using the bitcoin network there are plenty of other blockchains cryptocurrencies that are used for a different thing um, so i guess everyone will have used software like like um, google drive or um, dropbox so storing data online um, is is a thing that that does have a value and you basically do it by getting a subscription for Dropbox, for instance, which is a company. But you can do the same thing on a blockchain. So you would uh, have a network of people. Some would want to store data online, and some are willing to store the data on behalf of others. Um, and they would be rewarded in, in a cryptocurrency so, for instance, Filecoin and Arweave, for example, for for blockchain-based decentralized data storage, you can run um, supply chains on on blockchains. So, track the origin of of something that's any good that is then shipped to somewhere else um, and sent to a store, and the the way of, of from origin to um, the store can be stored on. A blockchain so this is another thing that you can do with it and there is a coin that is used to to keep track of everything that's that's happening in in this in the system um, gaming is, is another thing that that can be performed with blockchains um, and again there is a token which is a similar word or synonymous word for for coin that is used to to run the network um, also um, Art can be can be uh, digitized and and tokenized on a blockchain. So you create a piece of digital art, uh, and this is represented on a blockchain. So there are plenty of of applications uh, apart from from payment systems that can be uh, realized by by using by using a blockchain.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the risks, because obviously it is it is it's not governed in quite the same way as banks or it's not got that centralized system it's is obviously used by individuals and there are these blockchains that are created can you talk to me a little bit about what the risks are because for some many of us obviously it, it seems quite an unknown quantity of where is our money actually going
1: the risks of uh, so this this technology is not not that new it's 15 years uh, since since bitcoin came up but it's still a new technology. Um, and as of today, there are uh, as many cryptocurrency users as it was in the year 2000 with the internet. So we are at a very early stage of, of um, this new technology and, and all the things it, it could be used for. Um, and it's, it's the same with the internet. Uh, who would... Uh, bought anything online in the year 2000. So there was always this this bad feeling of of, um, having a risk of of, uh, not receiving the things that I ordered, uh, sending money to somebody that uh, simply takes it away from me. Um, I think it's the same with with blockchains. We're still at a very early stage. There are a couple of things that need to be resolved. Um, So there's the risk of of the technology not not being as far advanced, um, we we still definitely will make some some mistakes, um, but I think it will be the same as with the internet. So we we learn by making mistakes and improve the product. Um, and as of today, the internet is is quite secure. You, we use it every day, um, and I think the same will happen for for cryptocurrencies and blockchains. Um, If you trade cryptocurrencies, which many people do, we have trading volumes of of tens of billions of dollars every day. So people trade it, but it is a very uh, volatile asset class. So you can easily double your money within a day, uh, but you can lose a lot of money in in the same period of time. So these are definitely the, the, the main risks being a volatile asset class in terms of price action. And the other thing is being a new technology and def- therefore you have this, this technological risk that you are exposed to if you use it.
0: So is it actually secure? Is it like financially and legally secure?
1: It's definitely not illegal. So launching a cryptocurrency is, is not illegal. Um, you can create one within minutes. That's, that's not, not a big problem. Uh, and the question of what you do with this cryptocurrency is, is then um, makes it legal or illegal. So we have seen a lot of scams and frauds and 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 hacks around within this ecosystem. Um, but still, this is this is something that that people need to learn. And uh, it's the same with the internet. Um, we've seen scams and and fake sites or websites 20, 25 years ago. And the same happens to cryptocurrencies right now. Um, we also see governments across the globe starting to, to release uh, a legal framework for, for cryptocurrencies. So um, this this adds another layer of, of, of safety for people using it, or at least it, it will add another layer since this is uh, happening as of now. And for instance, uh, the European Union uh, only re- released this year these um, this uh, guidelines for for crypto assets um the same is is true for uh, the us or the financial conduct authority in the uk so they started taking care of of legal uh, issues in the context of cryptocurrency uh, only only recently
0: as there is no central bank um or government well you're saying that these are now coming into place like to manage the system, but there still isn't actually a centralised bank or government managing it. If you were to have some cryptocurrency stolen, how how do how does that or become a victim of fraud? How do you get that money back? Is there an organisation that helps you with that, or is it just is it just gone?
1: So let's say you you're using a, a cryptocurrency exchange. So you sent your money, your real money or fiat money. Um, to a company that lets you trade your your real money for cryptocurrencies. If if something should go wrong at this stage, then you're likely to get um, your your funds back. However, if you if you send your cryptocurrency to some mother, network participant so you have uh, your your account number or your wallet address let's say in the bitcoin network and you send some funds to somebody else and and this is simply a fraudulent uh, member of of the network so you get tricked basically Um, then you would not be able to receive your funds back Um, so once once you you approved a transaction it it will be um, for forever. So once on the blockchain, it stays there forever, meaning that you don't get your money back.
0: Give me some examples of um, how. Well, actually, no, let's change that question. So who are the, who creates the cryptocurrencies? Like obviously, like you mentioned at the beginning, there's there's now many like. How many did you say there were?
1: Depends on, on what, what websites you're using, but at least 10,000.
0: So there's 10,000 cryptocurrencies. and How quickly are they being created and who, who does create them?
1: So it's, it's actually quite easy. So you, you can create a token on, on a smart contract blockchain very easily. That takes you, that takes you a couple of minutes. Um, so it can be done by everyone. And then you have a digital asset that, that can be sent from, from one member of the network to another. Um, so the second biggest cryptocurrency is, after Bitcoin, is, is Ethereum. Uh, this is another blockchain, but this blockchain is smart contract capable. So you basically can run computer code on that. So you, you can create business ideas uh, that can be represented in, in bits of computer code then you send it to the blockchain, it will stay there forever, and this code does something. Um, and one way of using this, this smart contract blockchains is creating another, another currency, or this, the correct word would be a token. Um, so I can do it, I did it, um, but the question is, why should anyone take uh, care about this token? Um, so You have to, to create some use cases for it. And for instance, um, you could you could create a FAN token. Um, so you, you, you label your token the Nottingham Trent University FAN token. And, and everyone having a FAN token or a specific amount can um, get something special at, at Trent University. So maybe a, a meet and greet with the vice chancellor. Um, so this would be a use case that you then... Um, advertise on on a website or on the Twitter account or whatnot, uh, and this could incentivize people to to, to buy this token, um, so because you have a, sp- a special utility or use case linked to this to this digital asset, uh, and this is actually what happens every day. So people have an idea of of what what they could create in terms of product or service, and. You are entitled to receive this product or service if you have a specific digital asset that lives on a blockchain.
0: So, do you think cryptocurrency is in a position where we will maybe one day not need the cash that we, or the cash, or the coins, or the currencies that we currently use to? Do you think it will totally take that away, or do you think the cryptocurrency will maybe just also die out?
1: I personally think that that's uh, blockchains and and digital asset like like cryptocurrencies and tokens uh, will be around and we will um, be increasingly using these things uh, but of course the opposite is 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 possible as well that cryptocurrencies completely disappear I don't think so uh, at least I think that blockchains will be uh, a piece of technology that uh, we will be using, in 10, 15, 20 years every day without even noticing it. So it will be part of, of storing data um, as, uh, as adding to how we store data uh, right now. Uh, and regarding payment systems, so most of the ten to 30,000 cryptocurrencies out there, they, they don't even try to be a means of payment. Um, they, they do different things. Um so maybe cryptocurrencies that try to be a payment solution will be added to the the, the range of, of possibilities possibilities that that we have. Um, it definitely will not replace fully completely replace what 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 we see. That's at least um, what I think. Um, but I think that that it will add to to simply our opportunities of, of paying for goods or services in the future.
0: So if you were to put a sort of time on it, how, how long do you think it'd be till, you know, most people, if not all people, are, are trading in cryptocurrency in one shape or another?
1: Um, so some people say that that we, we'll see the, the same the same progress as with the Internet. Um, so as of now, we have the same fraction of the. Uh, global population 5% to be exact using cryptocurrencies. That's roughly 400 and something million people uh, and that's exactly the same fraction of people using the internet in the year 2000. So and if, if we see the same the same um, progress of or increase done in roughly 20-25 years um, blockchains should be as um, much used as, as the internet today.
0: And you mentioned earlier that there are still problems. There are still things that need to be addressed. I mean, how will, how will they develop? How will they be addressed and how will they be managed? All the risks um, and so forth and, and kind of what needs to change, perhaps, before cryptocurrency does get to this projection of that you've just suggested.
1: So I think we definitely need rules. So whenever someone starts a a cryptocurrency blockchain-based project, it it has to be clear how this project or this idea will be treated from from a a legal point of view. So no ambiguities about that. Um, So we we see exactly that discussion currently going on in in the U.S. uh, the, The Security and Exchange Commission, the SEC, uh, claims that some sec- some cryptocurrencies are securities and therefore need to register with with the, the authorities in the U.S. Um, so we, we need clarity on that. Simply, um, the same thing goes for for taxation. Um, uh, who runs a cryptocurrency? Is it is it a, is it a company or is it is it a, a, a decentralized group of people and and no central entity can be. Can be linked to this project, so this this needs to be clarified. We need, need clear uh, clear framework for 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 running blockchain and cryptocurrency based business models or ideas. Um, when we have that, uh, I think that more people will be willing to to engage in in in, in this space. So having uh, or getting rid of of any any risks that that might be linked to to taxes to to legal enforcement um stuff like that um also what we definitely need is um safer code so it's it's when you when you run a decentralized blockchain based business model you basically rely on computer code uh, which can be faulty which can have simply um, bugs inside. Um, so we definitely can improve on that as well. Uh, the, the, the prices of cryptocurrencies are, are enormously volatile. So there needs to be uh, something that, that gives the market a bit more stability. I think this will come with uh, if, if the market simply gets, gets um, more mature. Uh, and cryptocurrencies are no longer a super fancy exotic thing to buy but but if they make it to the mainstream then this price volatility will definitely be mitigated and and return to a level that is is acceptable Um, so a lot of things that that need to to be accomplished but uh, if if the crypto space can do it i think uh, we we have a, a technology that, that can be really powerful, and and make our lives easier or more comfortable.
0: So, where is cryptocurrency most commonly used at the moment?
1: Two things. One is speculation. Uh, so, simply investing in a technology that people deem to be uh, important in in the future. It's it's the same if you invested in in, in internet companies in the nineties, um, so thirty years ago, or bought. Amazon or Apple or Microsoft um, stocks 30 years ago, you'd be rich as of now. Um, And I think people simply see a potential in this technology, cryptocurrencies, blockchains, and that's why they invest or speculate. And another thing that's got really big in the last few years are non-fungible tokens, which is basically... Uh, any piece of digital um, art, a picture that uh, is represented, or the ownership thereof is is represented uh, in in a, a digital token. So this this is what what many people brought m- many people into the space. Um, by the way, it it uh, recently for a Formula One race, um, the the tickets that people needed to to see the race. Um, have been issued on a blockchain. So, you can use these non-fungible tokens uh, as a ticket. So, difference being that it's not a printout or something that is released by any ticket office, but it's a blockchain-based asset that you have in your wallet on your smartphone and use it to to see a concert or a Formula One race.
0: So, you talked about um, the fact that Tesla and Elon Musk actually accepted Bitcoin but then they've decided that they no longer will accept it. Can you just talk me through maybe the decision-making behind that?
1: Um, I think there are two reasons to that. Uh, one is that Bitcoin dropped in price. So maybe Tesla or Elon wanted to get rid of the coins and sell it before they, they drop even further. Um, and Tesla uh, mentioned the reason for, for um Getting out of Bitcoin because it was environmental—it's um, oh, it's a, a dirty, a dirty investment. So Bitcoin is is said to to consume a lot of uh, electricity. It actually does, which is uh, part of securing the network or necessity to run the network. Um, and at the time, Tesla and and, and Elon Musk argued that a lot of this electricity would, would uh, come from from coal-fired plants, which is why a, a electric car, green company, could not be invested in such a, an, an asset.
0: So, Alex, for, for many of us, obviously, cryptocurrency still feels like it's something that we're we're not really on board with or that we don't fully understand. You've done a great job of explaining it. But if you wouldn't mind, could you just sort of sum up where we're at with it and kind of what we can all expect to experience with it um, for the future?
1: I think we're at the stage where we, we already know what we can do with cryptocurrencies. We have still to make a lot of a lot of mistakes, learn from them. Um, but so the, the key idea of, of cryptos is decentralizing um, the, the society. So removing any central points of failure, um, removing middleman in financial transactions speeding up transactions re- reducing the cost so this is something that's that can the, the, which which the future can hold for us um, but even more than that it's blockchains are more than than financial transactions um, I mentioned a couple of other applications file storage Um Supply chains, gaming, um, so many other applications are are uh, in 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 the making. Uh, we still need to 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 learn and uh, I- improve on what we have. And if if the the crypto guys out there are able to do it, then my prediction would be that that uh, billions of people would will use blockchains in, in any any shape or form and flavor every day similar to how we use the internet today. But this, this may take a couple of years or even decades.
0: So in your opinion, do the advantages of it or the benefits of it outweigh the risks? The
1: benefits, I would say, benefits of blockchains and cryptocurrencies, it's decentralization. So removing central points of failure, um, having a safe way to store data which is immutable so you cannot change the data and manipulate the data um, it's censorship resistant since this data whatever it is what we store transactions between people uh, is stored in many different places so even if there is a rogue government that wants to to censor um, this network it, it, it will simply fail because it would have to 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 censor or manipulate Um, thousands of copies of the same database Um, and the downsides of blockchains and cryptocurrencies that live on on blockchains uh, it's it's a slow way of of transacting so Bitcoin for instance is is only able to transact seven transactions per second um, while Visa MasterCard can handle tens of thousands of transactions per second Um, this will be improved people are already working on that Um, Uh, Also, um, okay, not also, forget that. Uh, So there are a couple of of, of downsides to to blockchains, but maybe there is uh, a clever way to to improve that.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Alex, and giving us some insight into, into the world of cryptocurrency. Thanks. If you'd like to find out more about Alex's work, please have a look in the episode description. You've been listening to the Research Reimagine podcast by Nottingham Trent University. For all of the latest news from the research community at NTU, follow us on Twitter at NTU underscore research or sign up to our research newsletter by visiting NTU.ac.uk forward slash research. Thanks for listening.